0: it's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Hank. Yeah. Listening to Hank.
3: Welcome into the Hank Candy Podcast, Minnesota Tim Perashka with you on this Sunday best of edition, the Sunday Sizzle. This first opening clip comes from last Monday's show. Hank reacted to Jason Kokrak's first win on the PGA Tour. His first win in 239 starts in the CJ Cup. You can go to Monday's podcast and hear this entire episode.
2: All right, so Jason Kokrak wins his first tournament on the PGA Tour, the CJ Cup. Normally, this tournament's played at uh, the uh, Bridges or wherever over in uh, South Korea. And uh, it's it's been a you know a, a, a tournament that's been played over there for a few years. Justin Thomas has has won it uh, I think a, a couple times. He won it last year, uh, shot twenty under par, which incidentally was exactly the score I think that Jason Kokrak uh, shot was the twenty under par as well, uh, and that is uh, that is a fact. Uh, so. They play different course, but shot the same score. That seems to be a, a winning score on the on the PGA Tour a lot of times. Jason Kokrak, since 2012, you go back to 2012. He's been he's been on the tour ten years, but go back to 2012, and there was only one player, David Hearn, is the only player that has more starts without a win on the PGA Tour. Uh, Jason Jason Kokrak had 230 starts. And David Hearn had 231 starts. And Cameron Tringali, 230 starts. And you got Ricky Barnes at 214. Those are the guys that have had the most starts since 2012 without a win. So Jason Kokrak gets off of, of of that list and uh, wins the, the CJ Cup. Now it's good field. I mean, this is the you know, the the first tournament that we've had in the uh, you know, the wraparound. Guys are, guys are playing a little bit now because they got the Masters coming up and they, they want to, you know, get things going again. So they, they had a, they had a good feel. I mean, Tiger didn't play, but, uh, you know, you had pretty much everybody out, you know, no, no Dustin Johnson because he tested positive for, for COVID. And and had to withdraw, but but you know Rory was there, and and uh, Kepka and Rahm, and I mean you know they had to they had the whole the whole group, you know I mean uh, Justin Thomas Morikawa, I mean everybody everybody was there. It's a good field. I mean it's it's a short field, no cut, but uh, you know it's surprising with the big names that were there, and you know and then I I got to put you know Shoffley's kind of a big name. I mean I don't you know I mean. I mean, he is. I mean, he's he's a he's a top player. You know, he's top ten in the world. You gotta give a good you gotta say that's a big player. But you go through the the list and you got Kokrak, Shoffley, uh, Terrell Hatton, who's he's he's been playing well. Uh, but Russell Henley, Taylor Gooch, uh, Joaquin Neiman, uh, and then you got Bubba Watson, you know, Bubba was ranked like sixtieth or something more. Lanto Griffin. I mean, it's kind of surprising, you know. I mean, the top ten, Sebastian Munez. Uh, Harris English. There's your top ten. The guys I just listed. Of those guys, the only guy that you would put, you know, well, you got one top ten player in the world in the top ten in this tournament at the CJ Cup, and you can you can go even farther. I mean, you got Cameron Smith at eleven, uh, Poulter at twelve, Hovland at, 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 at tied for twelve, Matthew Fitzpatrick tied for twelve. Uh, you got to get to Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa, both tied for twelve. And uh, be, before you, you know, you start coming up to names that, uh, you know, you you really, I mean, notice. I mean, honestly, I mean, John Rahm is at 17th. Rory uh, finished 21st. and shoots six under par. Oh, boy. Keep going down. Keep going down. Kepka, 28th. Uh, Ricky Fowler, I mean, a well-known player, but not, you know, obviously hasn't been playing great. He finished 28th. Cantley, uh, 38th. Uh, Speed 38th. I mean, you just, you know, it, it's Sun JM, uh, 45th. I mean, Justin Rose, 52nd. I mean, this was a good field. Uh, Scotty Schiffler, uh, 52nd. Guys that have played good and have been good. You know, Fleetwood, 59th. But my point is, uh, you know, they, they didn't do a lot. Paul Casey, 69th. Woodland, 72nd. Matthew Wolf. Uh, started off with a horrendous 80 the first round and 77 the, the, the uh, last round. So he bookends 80-77. Uh, That's not what you call good. Uh, uh, Jason Day played two holes on Sunday, had to withdraw because of a bad neck. So you got a big big field, big names, but, uh, you know, not a lot of guys uh, showed up. Now, why why is that? Well, nobody's yeah, nobody's really played this golf course. Now that's something. I mean, and, and I really feel like when you look at the PGA Tour, you look at it and you got to say there are horses for courses. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you can just go back in history, and you, and and this is this holds true. I mean, Nicholas won a lot of tournaments on you know similar golf courses, and obviously Tiger, you know, uh, Tory Pines, and uh, you know Firestone, and, uh, and uh, you know Arnold Palmer's Bay Hill, uh, you know, course, and and you know Pebble Beach. I mean, just you know everybody plays better at certain courses it's just it's just the way it is well if no one if nobody's played the golf course everybody's kind of going blind except for a few guys guys that go to Vegas a lot guys that play a lot in Vegas when they go there they probably have played at uh, Shadow Creek although they probably haven't played that much but here's the thing Jason Kokrak you can see it on his hat he represents MGM, so he's got Bet MGM on his hat, which is the app that you can you know place all the bets on. And I said this the other day, by the way, the uh, golf betting is the number two, like uh, you know, betting uh, sport on on it's it's amazing, really, and in at the books it is, it's the number two. I mean, you, you wouldn't think it. I mean, you know, you think baseball? I don't know. You think basketball? You think college basketball? I don't know. You know what would pick pick a sport? But number two is what I've been told. Number two is golf. You know, you got the NFL, which by a mile, I mean, you know, a country mile, long mile, uh, NFL. But then the second most bet on sport is uh, is, is golf. And uh, Jason Kokrak representing MGM. So he's played this golf course, Shadow Creek. They said he's played it like at least 20 times. That gives you an advantage because you know where to hit it. You know. Uh, where you can miss it, that's an important thing people don't don't uh, take into consideration. Like, like a lot of times when you play a golf course and you have a caddy or whatever, and the caddy tells you, or you play with some player who's played there before and you haven't played there before, and they'll tell you, hey, this is where you want to hit it. This is where you want to hit it. This is where you want to hit it. I, I don't really... You know, I, I can kind of see where I want to hit it. I mean, I've played a lot of golf. I can see where I want to hit it. What I want to know, the information that I want to know when I play a golf course is where can I miss it? What side is it better to miss it on? You know, I mean, it's obvious if there's water on the left, you don't want to miss it left. But but sometimes, you know, it's it's not that obvious. Or, or you stand on a tee box and you think, you know what? It looks like there's not much room over to the right, but there actually is plenty of room over there to the right. And if you miss it to the right, that's a good place to miss it. I mean, this is how, you know, Bryson DeChambeau won the U.S. Open because, you know, he can't he can't drive at 350 yards in the fairway all the time. And he didn't hit a lot of fairways at the U.S. Open. But what he did do was he missed it on the correct side. So if you look and you say, okay, the fairway, like at a U.S. Open or whatever, and they're narrower at the U.S. Open than they are at, or were at Shadow Creek, although the Shadow Creek's fairways are not wide, but you look at it and you say, all right, you know, the fairway's 30 yards wide, but if I miss it left, I'm okay. And over to the left is, you know, I've got 20 more yards over there. So really my fairway's 50 yards wide. If I just go from the right edge of the fairway all the way to where I can miss it on the left. And that's the way that's the way players play. So the 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 point of all this is is that Jason Kokrak has played the golf course more. So he know, knows a little bit more where to miss it. The other thing is, is, you know, guys don't yeah you know, they don't go out there and play practice, 10 hour practice rounds and study and say you know, they'll play, they'll play a, a Couple practice rounds, maybe some guys just, you know, play the pro am on Wednesday. If there is one, you know, nowadays, but they, they play on Wednesday. It may, maybe they play nine holes or something on, on Monday. It used to be on the tour, people play practice rounds. The players would play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, practice rounds. I mean, this was, well, that's just what it was. Now, you know, guys don't really do that. I mean, a lot of times they don't even come in till Tuesday. They'll play nine holes on Tuesday, play the pro am on Wednesday. And, you know, they're, they're going off their experience of playing the golf course for 10, 15 years in a row. You know, guys played the tour for 10 years, like uh, Kokrak has. If you played the tour for 10 years and you play at, at the same event every single year for 10 years, and uh, you know, maybe you haven't made the cut every time, but, but let's just say on average, you've played that golf course five times a year for 10 years. You've played that golf course 50 times. So you got an idea of where to miss. And you also have an idea of of how you can read the greens, because when you look at the pin placements at PGA tour events, like for instance, when they go to you know Augusta, when they go play the Masters, you know where the pins are going to be. I mean, rarely will you hear a player say, Oh, that was a new pin I haven't seen before. I mean, they know they don't know what day the pin's gonna be over in each particular spot. Although some you do, I mean, you kind of know where the pin's going to be on 18 uh, at at Augusta on Sunday because that's right where the pin is and that's right where it was when Marco Mira, you know, won the Masters and, and made his his putt, uh, you know, on, on that, that 18th hole. I mean, you, you know right where the pin's going to be. Uh, you know, you know where the pin's going to be on number twelve at Augusta on Sun on Sunday. It's just going to be, you know, front right. That's just where they put the pin, and you know, it's going to bring the water into play. But if you've played the golf the golf course a lot of times and you've played in tournament conditions, you have an idea of what the pin placements are going to be like, and you have an idea of what the putts do because it's memory. I've often said that that people maybe, uh, you know, they 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 talk about how people are great greens readers but most great greens readers are really great greens remembers there's a difference they can remember the way the putt goes well you don't have any of that when you're playing a golf course that's brand new uh, to to a players they haven't seen it before and they're out there you know kind of going you know blind so the golf course played great the greens putted great but but you know, you you're not gonna be just reading the greens quite as well as you would be if you've played it. Well, Jason Kokrak's played it twenty times. He's got an advantage, you know, he's there plus this week. So, you know, by the time the week's over, he's played it twenty-five times in his career, and other players have played it five times in their career. That, you know, six times, eight times, whatever. It's a it's a big difference between playing a golf course twenty-five times and playing it it uh five or six or eight times. Now, that doesn't mean you just don't have to hit the shots. It doesn't mean you don't have to hit the putts. It it just is an advantage. So so it's it's interesting that Jason Kokrak wins his first tournament on the PGA Tour, and he does it on a golf course that really he's the only one in the field or maybe him and a couple other guys. But I, I would have to say this. He's played that golf course because he represents MGM. He's played that golf course more than anybody else in the field.
3: This second clip comes from Tuesday's podcast. So Hank and I we reacted to the insane driving distances that we've seen so far early on in the 2021 season and we compared those driving distances to 2010 and 2000. You can go to Tuesday's podcast and hear this entire episode.
2: All right, let's let uh, I want to I want to talk about some of this uh data. Now here's the other side of the coin. This is some of the uh, the statistics driving uh, a distance. And this is, uh, you know, USGA distance insight report. And I'm not sure when this report was done. Who knows? You know, you never know. But uh, average distance for all golfers, 217 yards. Handicap less than six. Average distance, 245 yards. 6 to 12 handicap distance 223 yards 13 to 20 handicap 207 yards 21 plus handicap 190 yards see the, the these are the people that cannot afford to hit the golf ball any shorter at all this is my point okay there there there's Ninety nine point nine percent of the people fall into this category that I just I just talked about, which is two hundred and forty five yards uh, to one hundred and ninety yards, and on average two hundred and seventeen yards. And ninety nine point nine percent of the people are falling into that category. But everybody makes this big deal about the uh, uh, pros the 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 point one percent. Now, listen, if if they if they can roll the ball back just for the longer hitters, just for the longer hitters and and not touch the the you know average player, because somebody hitting it 217 yards doesn't want I mean, I'm telling you, they don't want to hit it 215 yards. They just don't. They don't want to give up any distance. But if they can do that and roll it back for the, you know, the long hitters, then you know that's uh, you know it's fine. I mean, I don't make problem. Roll it back, whatever. I this you know I I think you roll the ball back. I really believe this, and we'll have to see when it happens because I I think it is going to happen. I think Gary Player's right. I think it's going to happen sooner or later. Uh when they roll the ball back, and I think Bryson DeChambeau pushed him over the edge on this. I mean, they were going to you know they wanted to roll the ball back, but boy, this is this now he's just like you know it, it's it's so obvious now that. I mean, this is just out of control, how far these guys are hitting it. And it's going to get it's gonna get more. Uh, but, but I think when you roll the ball back, I, I feel like it's really going to be the haves and have-nots. I, I, I think the shorter hitter is going to be hurt. I really do. I think the shorter hitter is going to be really, really, really hurt. There's been some good comments on uh, Twitter by uh, Brando Chambly about all this uh, the distance stuff. Have you, have you checked out any of that, Tim?
3: Yeah, here's one comment from Brandel. So uh, a uh, a follower of Brandel's on Twitter, his name is John Carroll. He tweeted at Brandel saying, we have gone way too far with technology. Drivers have way too much forgiveness. Tour players should be playing smaller drivers and different balls. To which Brandel replied, Bryson DeChambeau had the same clubs last year and was 20 yards shorter. What technology made him 20 yards longer this year? Hard work and skill to gain an advantage over the competition is what we pay to see. So Brandel is uh, supporting Bryson DeChambeau's strive and work ethic to get to where he's at. Another tweet from Brandel Shamble. He says, DeChambeau did something that has never been done. He drove the seventh green at TPC Summerlin, 361 yards to 14 feet. On Saturday, he did it again, 373 yards to 26 feet. One can criticize his power. As Matthew Fitzpatrick did today, but length and accuracy is what golf is all about.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, how do you argue with that? I mean, I, he like you said he's using the same clubs last year, but wait till he shows up at Augusta with the forty eight inch driver and, uh, and starts hitting that thing four hundred yards. Those guys are going to crap themselves. I mean, they're not going they're not going to know what to do. They're going to be buying more. They're going to buy all of uh, Augusta Country Club so they can move every every hole. Uh, it's just going to drive him nuts, and it's not just the driver. I mean, it's a, it's the irons too. I mean, he's just hitting these short clubs into everything. It just makes the game different. I mean, I don't know. It, you know, it, it really does. There's no there's no doubt about it. But you know, Brandt Chambly makes good points. He says, I admit, I enjoy watching uh, somebody mix science and art perfectly to transfigure their their game and perhaps the sport. Which, you know, I, I think, I think that's what's happened. I really do. I mean, uh, you know, he's he's changing the way people look at it. When I go on on Twitter and I looked on last week, and I see Roy McIlroy out there trying to see how far he can hit it, and I see Dustin Johnson. You know, Dustin Johnson barely swings at it. I mean, he can if he turns it up. Oh my gosh! I mean, he, you know, he can he can send it. I mean these these guys that are long hitters, they're not. You know, the only one that's swinging for the fences. Is uh Bryce Bryson D. Nobody else is swing if doesn't swing for the fences, Rory doesn't swing for the fences, uh, DJ doesn't swing for the fences, Kepka doesn't swing for the fences. I mean, Bryce uh, Bryson D. Chambeau is leads the tour in distance. He, because he's the only one that swings for the fences. If he if if he was joined by other players, In swinging for the fences, I can promise you, I can promise you that Bryson DeChambeau would not lead the tour in distance. He's just, he is not as quick, I don't care how many weights he lifts or how many protein shakes he drinks or whatever he does. He is not the athlete that Dustin Johnson is. I'm just telling you, he's a great athlete, don't get me wrong, but I'm just telling you, he's not the athlete Dustin Johnson is. He just isn't. If Dustin Johnson wants to send it, and they and and it's not just Dustin Johnson. Finau, they say he. I mean, when he's he's come on Twitter a couple times and he took the full backswing. You know, he's got this half swing he takes. Looks like he's hitting a pitching wedge. If he gets on there and takes a full swing, it's they, it's ridiculous. He's so much longer than than, than Bryson DeChambeau. It's not even it's not even close. It's not even it's not even a, it's a joke. And and Matthew Wolf, even at the U.S. Open, Matthew Wolf was hitting it by. And a, a, didn't finish first in distance at the U.S. Open, did he? I mean, when did he finish there? Seventh. Yeah. Okay. Seventh. I mean, that, that's you know, I mean, it's, he's not the only guy that's sending it out there, but he's not. Uh, he's he not the longest hitter. If, if these other guys want to step it up, I'm just it, it's it's uh, it, it's not. And I think they're gonna. I really do. I think they're gonna.
3: Martin Laird finished the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open. 15th in driving distance driving at 323 yards. So maybe there's just something about the elevation in Vegas that makes people drive the ball further because you take uh, Laird's driving distance in in, in Vegas and he would be first on tour in 2020. So I don't think 365 yards is an accurate representation of how far Bryson is actually going to drive the ball.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 but still, 320 yards is like wow. I mean, it used to be. I don't know, back in the day. I mean, yeah, I can remember. I mean, you know, this is a back in the day, but I can remember. You know, the, the first time somebody averaged over 300 yards. Now, what is it? I mean, how many guys on how many guys on tour? Let's 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 look this up right now. How many guys on tour right now? After uh, whatever you know amount of tournaments they've had this year. You know how many guys are averaging over uh, 300 yards in driving distance on the PGA Tour? How many? What's 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 that number right
3: there? I got uh, 180. Come, boys, come on, that's what I have right now. Yeah, 100 uh, 108. What? 2021. Graham McDowell is ranked 180th. <laughs>
2: Oh my god,
3: 180 players. Graham McDowell is ranked 180th in driving distance and he oh drives the god. ball 300.1 yards through four rounds in 2021.
2: Oh well if you <laughs> I mean if you, if you round it up, uh it, it's uh, I'm looking at it now and like uh you got these guys that, that uh Brian Harmon. he's a, the guys like uh 5 6 He's averaging 299.6. Oh, my gosh. It's just – can you imagine if you're sitting back there at – I I don't know. I mean, you you know, you can't – what did these guys hit it back in the day? I mean, Jim Furyk's 286 yards. I mean, the game of golf – And Jim Furyk is, you know, I mean, Steve Steve Johnson's favorite player. You know, great player. Steve Stricker. Steve Stricker averaging 280 yards. 280 yards. These guys have had, you know, Furyk especially had a credible career. Stricker's had a great career. I mean, these guys couldn't. They would not have those careers today. I'm just, they wouldn't. There's just no. Chad Campbell. Chad Campbell's last 340th on the PJ Tour this year, 251 yards. I don't know. I mean, maybe just hit some bad drives on those 251 yards. I mean, are you kidding me? That guy won PJ Tour events. And I never really like thought he was like a super short hitter. I mean, he's 46, but I mean, he's won four PJ Tour events and you know, when it much, at 256 yards now. I mean the game of golf has passed people by and guys that that did win or even you know, let's take it a step further than winning cuz yeah, you could win on a specific golf course. But guys who had really good careers. I mean Luke Donald made it to number 1 in the world. Uh, I think about Justin Leonard who who you know is a commentator now but I mean he was a great player. You know, Ryder Cup hero. I mean he couldn't he 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 couldn't play today. No chance. I mean hits the ball so low, it's the ball so short. You just you, you can't I mean if he played at Colonial and he played at Harbor Town and he played a couple other places and he could scratch out a you know a career. I'm not you know, I'm not saying he he couldn't do that, but I, I'm just saying, you know, Luke Donald, he's not you, you can't there's not there anybody making it number one in the world, hitting it hitting it that short. There's just no, no way. It's just it's a diff, different different, era it's totally, totally different. All right, let's take another break. We'll be uh, right back on the Hank Any podcast reminding you to get your Voodoo Pain Relief cream free, two-week supply. All you got to do is go to voodoopainrelief.com, and uh, you'll see the box right on the front. You've heard me talk about it. Uh, read the reviews. They're phenomenal. Uh, arthritis pain, muscle soreness, joint pain, whatever it is. Get your free two-week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. You can do it anytime, right there. It's right there on the front front page, VoodooPainRelief.com. We'll be right back on the Hank any Podcast.
3: This third clip comes from Wednesday's podcast. Hank and I previewed the Zozo Championship at Sherwood Country Club, a place Tiger Woods has been very dominant in the past. You can go to Wednesday's podcast and hear this entire episode.
2: We got the Zozo Championship. We're going to preview it. They're playing at Sherwood Country Club. Now, this is the tournament the Tiger won last year over in Japan. They've moved it over to the United States for one year. They're playing at Sherwood Country Club, which is the course that Tiger used to dominate the uh, his tournament at, which was the uh, Target World Challenge. Well, it was the Williams World Challenge, and it was the Target World Challenge, and the Chevron World Challenge. Then it was the Chevron World Challenge presented by Bank of America. Then it was the Target World Challenge presented by Countrywide. Then it was the Target World Challenge presented by Williams. Then it was a Northwestern Mutual World Challenge. I mean, this is this, this tournament had a lot of names. That was a World Challenge presented by Northwestern Mutual. Uh, and anyway, then, in all those years they played at Shearwood, like twelve years, and Tiger finished second five times, won it five times. So, but it, you know, was obviously it's the little short field event, and this this uh, event has now become the Hero World Challenge, which I just saw yesterday. That's been canceled. Tim, did you see that?
3: I saw that. That's a big bummer.
2: Yeah, because that was the that was the free points for everybody. Sixteen guys, you just get free world ranking points for doing nothing. Then after you win it, uh, Rich Lerner and all the boys at uh, Golf Channel go on and predict that you're going to dominate Sanzi, and uh, you know all the guys over there at the Golf Channel predict that you're going to dominate the tour next year because you won the. Uh, a Hero World Challenge at Albany on a golf course with uh, no rough and uh, par fives everywhere and drivable par fours. And, that, and based on that performance, beating beating 15 other players, you're going to dominate the PGA Tour next year and win every single tournament uh, like uh, they predicted with uh, Ricky Fowler. And he hasn't won since. So that'll be a that's going to be a bummer that they're not playing that big one. That was the one when we learned. Maya Kobas going to play be the same week, which which uh, as Jeff Shackford pointed out, should have been a clue when Maya Kobas was scheduled the same week as the Hero World Challenge that there was going to be no Hero World Challenge this year. So that that tournament's off. So anyway, they're they're back to the Zozo. They're playing it at Shearwood, uh, just outside of L.A. You know, really uh, a, a huge huge uh, you know, plus for Tiger because he's just dominated this this golf course. One of the courses he's dominated, no doubt about it. Now, short field event, I get it, and he dominates short fields events, anyways. But he dominated this event for years and years and years. Every time when I was coaching Tiger and we played there, I thought, okay, this is a done deal. I mean, he's going to win this tournament. This is just a this is just an absolute given. You know, a lot of holes where he didn't have to hit driver, so that was kind of eliminated. Uh, it really fit his eye. The par fives, he he seemed to always hit good drives on the par fives. You know, he may, maybe he didn't hit that many fairways, but he did it on the on the right holes. And the other holes, he could play around it with a three-wood or an iron. And, of course, his iron play was so stellar. And and then when he knows the greens, and, you know, he's played there many, many times at Shearwood and doesn't even have to bend over and read a putt. He just knows which way it's going to go. When he knows the greens, then it's uh, – pretty much uh, you know you can, you can you can book it so uh, this is a big advantage for uh, for for tiger at uh, p- playing there uh, how many people in the field for zozo
3: uh 78 players are playing this week
2: right in a good field i mean this is because uh, you know people are getting ready for the masters so this is this is a i mean assume this is most everybody who played uh last week at the uh would he have CJ Cup at uh, at uh, Shadow Creek? Wouldn't it be? I mean, pretty much the same field, right?
3: Yeah, a lot of the top players are playing. So Dustin Johnson WD again with um, he had COVID last week, so he had a WD. So he WD again this week. Um, so oh, he's the still
2: he's still on the COVID. I haven't had a report on him on whether he uh, he's uh, really sick or or just what he you know he just didn't test positive or whatever. Uh, or I mean negative. He didn't have his. Yeah, I guess you have to have a certain amount of negative tests before you can go. So he's out. Wow, and that's a kind of a home course for him, too, because uh, Paulina Gretzky, the Gretzkys used to live there at Shearwood, so he's played there many, many, many times. That would have been a, a big course for him. Wow, okay, he's out. That's too bad.
3: But we do have a lot of headliners this week, so we got John Rahm, Xander, Justin Thomas, Rory, Colin Morikawa, Webb Simpson, uh, the the hoodie, T. Roll Hatton. He wanted a hoodie. Uh, Patrick Reed, Bubba Watson, Tiger, Matthew Wolf, Hideki Matsuyama, Patrick Cantley. Um, sliced bread, Tony Finau's back after his COVID positive. So, um, a lot of great players this week.
2: But what do you think about the hoodie, by the way? You're a big fashion guy. I mean, you're a really fashion forward guy, uh, stepping out, got a huge, uh, closet full of clothes, uh, always the latest trends, uh, black belt with the creases in it from high school, (laughs) um. The uh, brown, uh, brown belt, black socks. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, what, what do you think about the hoodie? What what do you I think?
3: fully appreciate and support the hoodie by Tyrell Hatton? I'm all about being comfortable on the golf course. Although so cargo shorts, I am the uh, endorser for cargo shorts. <laughs> and Tyrol Hatton is the endorser for the hoodie on the golf course. I absolutely love and appreciate it. Him going for comfort makes me feel more comfortable on the golf course.
2: Oh man. I was, uh, speaking of the cargo shorts, I was, uh, reading about, uh, the new Cowboys center. He's from, he's from Wisconsin. His name's Tyler or something. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I need Steve for that, but, uh, Bardsky or something like that. Anyway, he was, a he's, he's supposed to be a really good center and the Cowboys last center retired Travis Frederick. He was an all pro and he, he uh, he had to retire because of an autoimmune disease. But but uh, he used to wear cargo shorts. Okay, here's this, the cargo short story. And uh, Zach Martin, who's a Cowboys uh, all-pro guard uh, from Notre Dame, he was asked about Tyler, and he said, well, he comes walking in the first time we see him with cargo shorts, the same like kind of cargo shorts that the other center had. He said it must be a Wisconsin thing. So maybe it's a Wisconsin-Minnesota kind of thing. This uh, cargo, except those guys are weighing in about three bills. Tim, you're about a buck fifty. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, but the cargo shorts are 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 big with the uh, offensive line, uh, the centers from Wisconsin. They're big on the cargo shorts. Just so you know about that fashion statement.
3: Tiger loves cargo shorts, so I mean, yeah, well, that's a Tiger big team. thing.
2: Yeah, that's a good point.
3: All right, all right, we're, we're gonna we're gonna uh,
2: make some picks, talk about the the tournament when uh, we come back on the any podcast. May remind everybody to subscribe to my free instructional emails, F-R-E-E, free. Uh, all you have to do is go to HaneyUniversity.com and you can uh, register, subscribe right there. You'll get the free emails on your inbox every, every day. Uh, go to HaneyUniversity.com to do that. We'll be right back on the Hank Enney Podcast.
3: This last clip comes from Thursday's podcast. So Hank reacted to an article written on PGATour.com about Tiger Woods being highly motivated for the Zozo Championship, which is just a few weeks ahead of the Masters at Augusta National. Hank sounded off on this article. You can go to Thursday's podcast and hear this entire episode.
2: Tiger played at Shearwood. And uh, he had, uh, I think, he played there twelve times, and ten of the times he finished first or second. Five wins and uh, five second place finishes. Now, one of the wins was, uh, you know, by seven shots. Another win by four shots. Matter of fact, as I was looking back and I was looking through the the, the history of playing at uh, Shearwood, because that's where they're hosting the Zozo Championship this year, which is. Of course, the tournament Tiger won last year in Japan. They moved the tournament to the United States. They're playing at Shearwood Country Cup. So this is a a great spot uh, for Tiger to kind of get going before Augusta. And uh, I'm kind of reminiscing about the the tournaments that Tiger played in at Shearwood when he played in his uh, Target World Challenge. The years that I was coaching him, uh, he won in 2004. Uh, Beat Padraig Harrington by two shots. 2005, he didn't win. Luke Donald won. I don't know what happened that year. Probably my fault. But anyway, uh, 2006, that was when Tiger was really starting to play. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, He won that by four shots over Jeff Ogilvie. 2007, he won by seven shots over Zach Johnson. 2008, he didn't play. Remember, that was when he won the U.S. Open and had the surgery on the knee. Uh, torn ACL, stretch fracture, so he didn't play in 2008. 2009, he didn't play because that's when he hit the fire hydrant. Hit the fire hydrant in November. The, the uh, Chevron World Challenge was played in December, so he didn't play. But he's got quite a record at Sherwood. I mean, he just tears it up there. So that's where they're playing uh, this year for the Zozo Championship. And I'm reading this, this article. This is by uh, Cameron... Uh, Moppet, I think his name is Moffitt, something like that. Cameron Moffitt. Oh, I'm sorry. Cameron Morfit. I mean, I, I don't know these guys. I've seen these guys for years, but I don't, I don't know who they are. Anyway, Cameron Morfit, And he says Tiger Woods would normally be a good bet to successfully defend at this year's Zozo Championship. He has a knack for dominating tournaments he likes. Well, that, that's true. Uh, you know when he used to win all the time at Bay Hill and he won all the time at Firestone he won all the time at Torrey Pines and you know a lot of players do that but Tiger definitely does that when he likes the golf course and has a good feel for it he's going to be he's going to be tough there that's just uh, the fact so he he liked the the tournament in Japan the course fit his game fit his eye and he he won there last year his 82nd win on the PJ Tour So, this article goes on and it says, he talks about dominating terms he likes. And he says, and he'll be highly motivated. Now, this is where I kind of stopped and thought about this. I'm like, okay, he'll be highly motivated. And I'm like, first off, how does Cameron Morfitt know this? And then I'm thinking, when was the last time... Tiger Woods looked highly motivated. I mean, I, I know he won the Masters last year, but I mean, I've said he's going to win majors. He's got, he's, I still think he's going to win another major. He's got so much experience. He's been such a great player. He's going to be at the right place at the right time. And if he has an opportunity on the weekend, I don't care what anybody says, Nobody knows how to close a deal better than Tiger Woods. No one. And he's going he's, he's gonna to be at the right place at the right time and do it. But Tiger has played seven tournaments. Uh, he played seven tournaments last year on the uh, PGA tour. One of them was the Zozo Championship. So this was last, you know, it's the wraparound season. So this is his last fall. And he played three events this year. You know, he'll, he'll have played three events. So the, you know, he's talking about adding maybe Houston to play another term before the Masters. But that if he doesn't, he'll play the, the U.S. Open, the Zozo, and the Masters, and that'll be it. So he'll have played 10 events this year. Now, he, you know, he, he's got a lot of excuses. Everybody can throw the COVID excuse out there. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to play because of COVID. I mean, what's really happened bad on the PGA Tour because of COVID? I mean, they, well, they had like you know, ten people test positive. Uh, I, I don't know of anybody that's really gotten really sick. Dustin Johnson has it now. Now he's not playing uh, this week at at Sozo, so maybe maybe he's he's got But what, last I heard, he, he wasn't wasn't even really feeling any symptoms. I don't know. Maybe maybe he got maybe had a little cold or something. I don't know. But every, I mean, people have been playing. People have been playing in tournaments. I mean, you could stay home. I'm just saying it. it, it it's an excuse that people will have, and they can use if they want it. I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play because of COVID, or you know, I've got kids now, and I I, I want to you know spend time with which is fine. That's a that's a great you know it's a it's a great reason, a great excuse, and that excuse is always out there. It's always available. You can always you know throughout. I mean, it's just like and nobody is ever gonna. Like, nobody's ever going to question – there are certain things people don't question. They're not going to question when you say, I'm not going to play because of COVID. They're not going to question when you say, uh, I've got kids and they take up more time. Uh, they're not going to question when you say, you know, you're injured, I can't practice as much because of my back, my knees, whatever. Uh, you know, they give you a pass on the PJ Tour, the media does. They give you a pass when you say you're changing your swing. You're working on some changes, swing. You get a you get a pass for for a you know a, a period of time on that because they keep making excuses for it and saying, "Well, he's working on changes. He's working on changes." And you know those are about the only things you get you get passes for. But you can you got you got that hanging out there. My point is this: When was Tiger last highly motivated? Now I can remember back to two thousand. You know, six two thousand seven, when he was you know messing around with this Navy SEAL stuff, and he wasn't highly motivated then. He was he was like talking about, hey, I might be done, and maybe the motivation came back a little bit to try. You know, after uh, you know the the fire hydrant and trying to get back, but I. I I just when people assume that he's highly motivated he's he wants this one so bad like like this guy says in this article you know he, he is he, he wants to get to number 83 i feel like he's he, he's at 82 wins he's tied Sam Snead 83 would give him the record i just think he feels like it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to get to that record, so, somewhere, sometime, he's gonna he's gonna win another tournament. I, I don't I don't know if that has him highly more. Motiv- if he was highly motivated, wouldn't he have played more than seven times and and just you know once? Uh, you know what's he played uh, seven times in the last year, and then he you know he's played once this fall U.S. Open. I mean, if he was really that highly motivated. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, I must be, be, you know, missing something on this highly motivated stuff. But even if he was highly motivated and he has a great record at at uh, at Cheerwood, uh, you, you still have to hit the shots. You still have to hit the shots.
3: Hey, everybody! Thanks for tuning into this Sunday Sizzle Best of Edition, highlighting the best clips from the previous week. Take care. Stay safe. Follow all of us on Twitter. At Hank Caney, at Great Predictor One for Steve Johnson, and at Tim Parachka for me, Minnesota Tim Parachka. Have a great week. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.
2: The Hank Caney podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app.